Welcome to the Well Woman Show. Each episode is a transformational journey using mindfulness, feminism, leadership, and strategy to support you to thrive personally, generate wealth, and impact your community. I'm that risk taker, trailblazer. For me, I'm that person you tell me I'm not supposed to do it. And if it's something that I feel really strongly about, that burns the fire even stronger. And now, here's your host, feminist thought leader, London School of Economics grad, leadership consultant, and transformational coach, Gio. Rossi. On the Well Woman Show this week, I've curated some tips for emotional well-being, and I also have an interview with Celestina Garcia about the importance of mentorship. So at the end of the show, you will hear me talk about these tips for emotional well-being because I've heard from a lot of you in the community and through the Well Woman Facebook group that people are really struggling and for good reason. You know, we are facing um, things that we've really in our lifetimes haven't haven't had to to face. It's it's sort of uncharted territory. And I've looked through and, and culled through all of my information and my training and my my interviews, and I've put together four tips for you, and I'll share those at the end of the show. But first, we get to hear from Celestina Garcia about the importance of mentorship. Celestina is a mother, educator, coach, and entrepreneur. She's a native New Mexican with a passion for envisioning and collaborating with others to build the legacy of achievement in communities. On the show, we talk about how mentorship has shaped her life, the difference between coaching and mentorship, and how coaching can help people realize what they really want in life. All the information shared today can be found at the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash radio. And you can continue the conversation with us in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. Don't forget at the end of the show, I'll share four easy things you can do to boost your well-being and embrace your anxiety rather than fight against it. Be sure to stay till the end to catch these four tips and you can start implementing them right away. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico and High Desert Yoga in Albuquerque. I'm speaking with Celestina Garcia today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, Celestina, I want to start by asking you, who are you in the world today? I'm Eileen Celestina Garcia, daughter of Gloria Cisneros Garcia, granddaughter of Celestina Cisneros Cisneros, Veronica Griego Garcia, and great-granddaughter of Adela Ortega and Julia Cisneros Griego. And the reason why I start out that way is from some of the teachings from my mentors, as well as I think a part of the stand I am as a leader in the world today that many of the women that I come from and the generations of my ancestors were silenced or had different roles in what leadership looked like and where their voice was. And they've those generations have taught me and are why I'm here. I'm very grateful for that. Um, I think it's definitely one of the areas when I work with my clients, how do we regra- regain our culture, hold on to that? How do we recognize who we are, where our roots are from? Uh, And it's a big part of who I am. I've always been that old soul that, you know, listened to all grandma's stories and uh, developed a space around how do we get to bring that culture that we stand on, that we come from into the world of where we're at now, because we're so 
it's it's so fast with technology. There's so much change that happens rapidly. And as a coach, I, I work a lot with people in how do we mitigate that? Hmm. So you mentioned teachings from your mentors. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And is that um, what you were talking about in terms of connecting to your culture and your roots? Yes. My mentors, I think for me, have been a really special place in my life. I I feel very fortunate because I meet people who don't feel like they've ever had mentors. And it's such a important piece, I think, around building resources and and your hub of resiliency. Um, And I've learned so much from them. So, you know, I would say a lot of my mentors started in leadership programs that I got the opportunity to be a part of as a kid. So I was a Girl Scout for 11 years. And those Girl Scout leaders who were so different than my you know, family, my parents, they're more like um, flower powery and like tie dye shirts. And, and these women who like, you know, would take me and go, Celestia, don't worry about it. You know, we can we can do all these awesome things and do it in collaboration with women and, and have a special bond were my first mentors. And then as I started growing in the education, you know, of, of middle school and high school, my mentors took on a space around social justice. Here in New Mexico, we have a lot of elders who were focused on making sure that our community of color and the kids from rural areas in New Mexico, because I grew up in Las Vegas, New Mexico, so a very small little community in San Miguel County um, and on the ranch in Sapeo, even smaller Um they, they really focus on how do we provide resources around letting kids have experiences and developing um, and, and also contributing, being of service. That was a huge thing. So, um, you know, in particular, like the New Mexico MESA program, MECHA, um, being able to connect with Cesar Chavez and the farm workers and, and places where my mentors had this huge reach in developing out big national policy change and and standing for civil rights uh, in a time when I think other people wanted us young people to be silenced and to just go along with that mechanical flow of get a degree and then go find your cog in the wheel. So how did you navigate that? Because I think you're talking about opportunities that you had and how... What would you say to young people who maybe don't feel like they are presented with those opportunities? Because there's a certain amount of, uh, I'm going to go and find these opportunities. And there's a certain amount of, like, when something is presented to you, you you have to, like, go for it. Otherwise, it sort of passes by, right? So what would you say to uh, young people listening or or anybody listening, really? Because I think we're all, we all need mentors at, at all stages of our lives. I think twofold. One is be an invitation. What I've learned in reflecting back on my mentors who were those adults and even my mentors who were my peers, I got to experience new things that were totally out of my box because people extended an invitation. And the courageous part was me saying yes, even when I was super freaked out or like, I don't know how to do this, right? But I think sometimes we wait for an invitation, especially as women, we're socialized to sort of stand back, not take up space, not take up voice. And we wait to be validated or or like 
um, you know, invited to do something instead of stepping up, which um, which is important to to also do. So what? Absolutely, I think that's the other side, right? That's the the part two around being able to honor what what's happening inside for you, right? What are those dreams, those goals, those maybe secret things you might not share with everyone that, like, oh, I want to hold this because it's it's precious. And and saying, what what's going to help me develop this? Or when when you have that moment of like, oh, I'm interested in this, asking like, how who does this or where do, where do I go or or being in discovery that curiosity of allowing yourself especially as a woman you're right like there's so many times in our culture i think societally that says a woman's place is xyz and i'm i'm that risk taker trailblazer of like really okay cuz for me i'm that person you tell me i'm not supposed to do it and if it's something that i feel really strongly about that like burns the fire even stronger to go do it <laughs> um so i would say for for anyone listening it does take courage and and it's sometimes um awkward or it's also sometimes something that people in your most precious inner circle are not going to understand or validate and you have to just go for it anyways and you know I've, I've definitely had a lot of times in my life where people were afraid for me or like wanted to keep me safe you know and so in good meaning kind of stop the the like excitement or you know would say why do you want to do that or that's not for you kind of thing um and I had to not listen I had to really put on those blinders at times, especially when it came to like my education or traveling outside of the country and things like that. Yeah. And I think you're you're really touching on something that we talk a lot about on The Well Woman Show, which is that sort of inner voice or that inner knowing. Um, and it, it it's part of it is confidence, but part of it is just like listening to your inner wisdom and following that instead of listening to what other people tell you is like, that's, you know, that's dreaming too big. Like, who are you to think that? And and all of those things. So Celestina, what would you, you're a coach, as we heard in the introduction, how would you differentiate coaching from mentoring? So if someone is looking for a mentor versus a coach, like, how do you distinguish those two things? I feel like my mentors are the people that at this point, I go sit with them and I have coffee and I talk to them about my life and they give me advice, right? They they talk to me about their experiences and I I look for their their peace of mind in terms of navigation because there are definitely places where I'm like, God, am I doing this right? And and my mentors are the people that I have trusted, right? That I, I know, even if they say some hard things and I'm like, ew, ouch, ew. <laughs> I'll take it and I'll sit with it and kind of, you know, grit it out to where it works for me. As a coach, completely different. And I think sometimes people try to collapse coaching and therapy also, right? Because a lot of people don't have an experience of coaching. Most people in the world, when they think of a coach, they think of an athletic coach who, again, has told you what to do and you just do it and you develop a skill set. Coaching in terms of ontology or in terms of the type of work that I've done with people is about powerful questioning. And so, you know, my type of coaching is sitting with the people that want to work with me and collaborate and say, what is it that you want in your life? And and I think that's a huge question that we often don't get to ask or even really presence is what do we want? Um, and from there, 
building a vision. Like I, I get my clients to really like draw me a picture, right? Let's go into that place in the future. And then we backtrack it around how do we build habits and skill sets to get to that place. The other part is really diving into breakdown buildup where there are things that need to break down, which are kind of that messy piece that clients are going to go through. So as a coach, my my support in guiding and facilitating is reminding them like this is a part of the process and, and being there to kind of clean up the messes because as we're growing through the process, it's it's a through not an over or around because we really look at what's in the way. What's what's the fear that's been holding you back to achieving this all on your own? Because if you could do it all on your own, you would already be doing it and that be your result. So therefore, a coach is, is a partnership. Yeah. And I think it is something fairly new that people are still trying to understand the difference between, say, therapy, coaching, and other types of support. Um, so that's a great uh, segue. We're going to take a quick break. I'm here with Celestina Garcia and we'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication and for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind and spiritual inspiration for all. Many of you have followed my journey from consulting to women's leadership and empowerment, starting a nonprofit raising two kids and everything in between. I've really taken some time this year to focus in on where I can help the most women with their own desire to create social impact and also a good income for themselves and their families. As my consulting and coaching practice is growing, I found that one of my favorite things to do is the free discovery sessions. I love hearing about people's passions for the work they do, sharing what I do, and helping people understand what my hybrid consulting coaching is all about. Hint, hint, serious strategy plus spacious mindset. So if you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing or waking up in the middle of the night anxious about money, lacking energy you need to get everything done or procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or even if you're in a leadership role, but you're second guessing yourself and not getting things done, I'd love to talk to you. These conversations help me get clear on how I can help more leaders create the impact and income they want so they can start living with ease and joy. Plus, you'll get a free hour with me to get crystal clear on what you want to create for your company or organization and your life and what's been holding you back. So if you're interested, you can book a call at wellwomanlife.com slash learn more. Okay, I'm back with Celestina Garcia on the Well Woman Show. We're going into the segment called Superpowers for Success. Celestina, I'm going to ask you a few quick questions here. And this is going to allow um, listeners to really learn from you and hopefully um, connect with sort of how you have lived your life and the, the things that are important to you. So the first one is, what does success in life mean for you? I love that this word is complicated. This question is complicated because I think it evolves as you grow up. Earlier, we were talking about, you know, what generation am I from? Uh, as a Gen Xer, I know that there's been places in my life where success meant attaining the things that I never thought were possible. So in my life, my mother and my grandmothers, they were never encouraged to go to school, to get those degrees, and to be able to choose their path. Um, so when I was younger, that was 
success to me to be able to really say, screw you, <laughs> I'm going to, I am going to do this because I'm capable uh, and, and I have the right. Um, so my, my degrees were definitely huge successes and, and the um, other things that came along with getting to have those opportunities. Now at 41, as a mom of a seven-year-old and having had nonprofit and businesses and things, um, life life is changing. And I'm in a place of rebranding my work and really getting to claim it. So success right now in this moment is getting to claim ownership of all the experiences I've had in the past 20 years. And what now moving into the next 20, 40, 50 years of my life? That's an exciting time. So when did you know you were really good at what you do? Well, I was thinking about this and I was like, what am I really good at in the sense of being a coach? And for me, what came up was I am able to sit with people in those really tough places, in the messy places, in the places that you don't really, the shadow places that you don't talk to people about, death, suicide, breakups, divorces, fears, right? The things that keep you in fight, flight, or freeze mode. And Sometimes sitting in awareness takes a while. And I think our society wants to push people along, in particular women, like get over it, you know, move quickly. Why are you crying, right? Like this place of like healing is supposed to happen in seconds so you can just get on to the next thing. And and I really feel that part of my superpower that I've learned over the years is to be able to understand the that process. Sometimes I'm not always excited that it takes time, even you know, in my own life, but I am a practitioner of my practices and the things that I work with my clients on. So I think that that's a, a place of, you know, how, how do we go through these really challenging times that we live as humans and spirit and human bodies and be able to create wisdom from them, you know, so that it's it's a process to get to that other side of healing where there's wisdom. And I love that navigation with the people I work with. Yeah. In fact, you know, with the Well Woman framework, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I talk about it a lot on this show. And there's four stages of it, of this sort of cycle. And one of the stages is that sort of quiet pause where it's you're not rushing through. And for those of us who are type A or real go-getters, you know, it's really hard to do to like just pause and not actually go into action mode, you know. So Celestina, describe a personal habit that contributes to your own well-being so you can do everything that you do. Right now in this moment, the habit that is really supporting me is making time for the part of, because I am that kind of type A controller, promoter, energy person, to have a space of exercise that really works for me. In the past, it was getting on the treadmill or getting outside and running and really like pushing myself in a very rigorous space to to get out that you know, whatever that was, and to work through it. At this point, um, 
because of some injuries and things, I've I've transitioned into another intensity of hot yoga, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I go three to five times a week. And you know, I've I've set it up because you know if I get into my day, I I won't do it. So I drop my son off at school and I go directly to the the studio. And some days I get there and I'm like, why am I here? I have so much to do in my life. Or some days I get there and I'm like, you know, the criticism in my head's going off, and I'm like, I'm here. And that is the win, right? And and allowing myself to have wins that um, aren't so about production, that that's huge for me right now, that wins are about taking pauses and being gentle and loving myself in a new way. I love that. Okay. And you mentioned a superpower earlier, but I'm going to ask you, what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? I have the ability to connect things within relationship and within being with other people, seeing things that, you know, they, they might be going through or they're, they're speaking into or addressing the things that most people won't say. Um, I, I know, like, I, I found a big part of it. I was, I was 20 years old in Africa and I was on this team doing biomedical research. And we one day walked into the clinic and there was this young boy who had sickle cell disease and he had never been touched by an American. And he was deathly afraid, like ridiculously afraid. And everybody on my team was like, you have to go be the one to talk to him, Celestina. And I was afraid too, you know, but the ability to sit with someone who Verbally, we didn't have the same language in common, but to be able to connect with him on a different level and support him to be a part of our process because it meant so much to his family that his legacy was in this research because he was going to die. He was very sick of sickle cell, right? Um, And so learning that at a young age has helped me through my career and what I do with people. What advice would you give your younger self, say like 15 years ago? Uh, (laughs) That the breakdowns are a part of the process. I've definitely come from a place where when I was younger, it was very black and white. And any mistakes I made, I punished myself for them very severely. Like I wasn't allowed to, you know, and I often have my coaches tell me, would you ever, you know, tell your coachee this? And I'm like, oh, you're right, because I'm so hard on myself. So why do you think you were so hard on yourself? And you've you've clearly like shifted that. Well, I still am working on it. I think I'm like in recovery, right? Um, Is when I was younger, you know, when I was born, I my mom's one of 12 kids and my dad's one of 11. And so when I came along, I was like cousin number 40 something, right? And so I had all these giants, all these people I looked up to that I thought, oh my God, look at their, they're living their life. They're grand. They're just strong and powerful. And they were also messy, right? So as a kid, I learned a lot of like, ew, don't, ooh, ouch, don't do that, right? And so I felt growing up like I should know better because I had seen it and I had gotten the privilege. I I saw it as a privilege to witness their lives and those messy, hard, cleaning up places that they all went to that in my life, I shouldn't repeat them. Um, and, And I had to learn growing up that as a human being, I needed to go through those places in my own journey as well and be kind to myself about them. So I'm still like learning that process of being kind. Okay. And a couple last quick questions. Do you identify as a feminist? You know, I 
stand for women and human rights. And and so there are things that, you know, as a woman, I'm I'm definitely, you know, in contribution and collaboration. I think there are some places of feminism that that are challenging for me because it it's so um sometimes I think um us against them, right? Like there's there's a lot I think of of conflict in in that space. Um yet I I am super grateful of the protests and the and the stand that women have taken over the generations and over the years so that I can live this life and be this person that I get to you know speak my mind and travel the world and and represent New Mexico and and my family and my culture you know where I think so many generations before even one two that silence of of women was was something that was was so big and and so I'm grateful I'm grateful to be a part of it um and and maybe shift some of the conversation to how do we create collaboration in dignity and humanity for all people okay and last question what are you reading right now what's on your nightstand wow right now um there's so many books (laughs) you know the biggest one that I'm I'm working on is a leadership practice um it's called financial leadership because as a financial planner and coach uh with people and and someone who's new to learning habits that build my own knowledge and wealth. Um, I'm I'm really in the practice of that. So that's one that I'm working on right now is is financial building of knowledge. Oh, okay. So we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. And um, just on that note, what uh, since you're talking about financial leadership, what makes a good leader? To me, a good leader is someone who understands their purpose and has value and contributes and is of service who recognizes that everyone has brilliance. It's a shared leadership of every single person, not a top-down. Okay, great. This has been uh, The Well Woman Show. I've been speaking with Celestina Garcia. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, oh, thank you. Blessings. Appreciate it. Now, before we go, I want to share with you four tips for emotional well-being. And these tips I have curated from a ton of information and resources and tools that I use in my work and that people have shared with me. These are the four things that I want to share with you that will boost your well-being and help you embrace anxiety rather than fight against it. We spend so much energy fighting, fighting and pushing things away. And if we can relax into it and embrace it and say, it's okay to feel this way um, and strengthen our resilience and find our inner strength, uh, these things will really help. So the first one is something that I think it gets overplayed and we get a little sick of it. At least um, that's what I have done and I've heard about other people. Um, But it, it really is so true. And it is gratitude. We know from research that um, sharing what you're grateful for every day actually boosts your well being and creates more happiness. <laughs> so uh, we know that that's 
that's true. Uh, so, you know, why not go ahead and do it? And many people have had a gratitude practice and maybe haven't been doing it lately or don't think they have anything to be grateful for. Uh, but I really want to encourage you to think about three things and they can be very simple things. It can be, you know, the beautiful cup of tea you had this morning or a conversation you had with a neighbor. Write three things down that you're grateful for that brought you joy. Number two, focus on what you can control. Consume less news and less information that you don't have control over and really focus on what what is within your control right now. And we don't have a lot that we can control, but we can nourish ourselves and focus on connection. So what does it mean to nourish yourself and where can you connect today? Number three is to cultivate curiosity. This really also boosts our well-being because it it helps us kind of uh, connect back inward and ask those questions. What can I learn today? Uh, and this is not to say that you have to be overly productive or or you know learn a whole new skill set. That that's not what this means. This means cultivating curiosity. What are you curious about today? If it's the flowers outside. If it's, you know, cooking something new, what can you learn today? And the final one, number four, what am I looking forward to today? What is one thing that you can jot down that you're looking forward to today? And it doesn't have to be a big ordeal. It can be a very simple, small thing, but it's something to look forward to. I know I look forward to my bike ride every day. And uh, so that's my one thing for today. Write yours down. And I'd love to hear from you over in the Facebook group, wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. And until next time, have a great week. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.